Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. All right, getting all settled and started and situated a little bit later this uh, afternoon here at Crypto Talk Radio. My name is Leister. I'm your host if you're new. Welcome. And if you're not new, welcome, and I apologize for slight tardiness, although if you're listening to this after the fact, uh, you'll, you'll get it. Uh, just, it won't be too late. It looks like my provider started having some issues that seem to have been resolved, I hope. Anyway, but first, a uh, quick personal update. And I don't know how to position it, but I think it's important. So if you have been following for a while, you kind of know my fiasco with the cars and everything else. And it was brutal, absolutely brutal. I got, I finally got the title for the car that I plan to sell. So that's good. And it actually mail is just garbage. Cause I got it. Like I got it. And then I got a duplicate one. Cause I had said the first one didn't show up in the days. So the USPS is like garbage. It's, it's in a horrible spot. And I was just, like, look, I need this title now. It's not their fault, you know. So it's titled, it's licensed, it's plated. So it's technically drivable. So now here's what happened, right? I was trying to sell it. I wanted to get a fair market price. The car has been in an accident in the past, but it's still a very nice drivable whole nine. I replaced the uh, cat converter, 4,000 bucks, you know. So I've there's a lot in this car. So I wanted to get at least nine grand for the thing. They're coming back quotes like three grand. And I'm like, that didn't work for me, brother. So now... I said, okay, next step, let me go ahead and get it detailed, do some there's some headlight restoration, get it a little bit shinier. They didn't see the car, this quote, but I figured let me just shine it up real nice and see if I can sell it on the free market. Somebody that just needs a replacement car, or, you know, they don't like SUVs like I do, don't. And this one, although it qualifies as an SUV technically, it's it's just a really nice car for like kids, I think. So I have that title. So that's progress and it's titled and all that. Then my mail house, I chewed them out because they weren't offering FedEx or UPS. They finally took my advice 
and they contacted FedEx, got set up with an account, and then they added it to the site. So now we can book FedEx again. And I'm like, this is what you should have done all the freaking long. <laughs> so now they had some new mail showed up. And I'm like, okay, let's see what this is. And based on the envelope, it looks like it came from plate services or whatever crap, but it looks like it's actually the title for the car I want to keep, which is huge because that means that's the last thing that I was waiting on before getting the hell out of here was making sure I got both titles in my hand. So that's on the way. I got it shipped and it should be here Monday. And then the uh, Robin Hood. So I have a Robinhood account. I don't use it. It just, it's because it, they, they refuse to serve Nevada for cryptocurrency. And then they opened it up because my, I have my address in a different state. And then they were like, well, it is kind of open, but we need you and you can buy it. But if you want to withdraw, you need to do KYC. Doop, doop, doop. And I was like, screw you jokers. So I had a cash management card I have forever on the stock stuff. And I was using that for regular expenses. So then they, of course, if you didn't know, Robinhood got rid of that old cash management and went to their own deal. It's basically the same thing that uh, Coinbase uses to some degree, but it's also a little bit closer on the banking side, more like Fidelity. So I was, I wanted to switch over just because, and then they refused to do it because they forced you to have a mobile app and I'm not doing a mobile app. I don't have a smartphone. So I'm like, look, I'll keep nagging me about this garbage. I'm not going to do it till you get this on the website. This needs to be on the web that I could do it from a freaking computer to swap this. And you're not doing it. So I'm not playing your game here, bro. I refuse. So they, I had to let it cancel complete. And then for the new one, all of a sudden it's on the web. Just a freaking joke. So the new card is in this package that I'm going to get on Monday. And I'm pretty sure the card's going to look like crap, not the cool look that the old one has. So that's... If I can get all this stuff, man, it's like I'm close. And then working my first endeavor, we're wrapping up the major build work. I'm doing that today. I decided to take a break and talk to you guys. And, you know, I can hopefully get out of here next week, right? So I can't get the detail done. So I'll just have to ship the car up to the other state and get it done up there. But I'll finally hopefully be able to get out of here, man. I, I really, I really don't want to be here any more than I have to. And I think the Paul Blart mall cop was just out here about the lawn because I'm not paying to get it done to try to find and I'm not going to pay the rent again. I'm just going to tell them you pay the bill. It's your place and I'm out of here and it is what it is. That's what's on deck for me. How about cryptocurrency? Why don't we talk about what's going on with it? And I have some funny news for you. All right. So I said I had some funny news, right? Let's talk numbers. The chart. Uh, Ethereum went slightly, it actually dipped earlier, and then it went slightly back up, went slightly back down. Hovering between 1620 and 1680. Mark currently at 1660. Not great, but not bad. I zoom out to the month chart if you want to follow along. And on the month chart, there is slightly more green than red, but we had a major drop just earlier. Bitcoin did go down. It has not fully recovered, but it dipped below down into the 24,000 range, I believe, somewhat a little bit earlier. And then it's back up to 25.5. Yeah, so a low of 24.789 and a high of 25.736. So Bitcoin largely is much more red than green. This is different than Ethereum, which it was slightly more red than green or slightly more green than red. But Bitcoin shows a downward trend as far as I see it. 
that's what I see. I could have it wrong, but that's what it, that's what it shows. And there's a reason I'm going to talk to her in a second, but here's the joke. <laughs> Everything is kind of going down, right? And I've said that many of these YouTube folks, they told you that it's a bull run. They told you it's here. Deep, deep. They told you we're going up. They told you it's time for money. They told you it's meme coin season. They told you all these different things, and they ended up not being true. Meanwhile, Leister on the more conservative side here at CryptoTalkRadio.net told you I didn't see a bull, or if it is, it's a bull with ball or with no balls. And I said that feels like we're still in the bear a little bit. Feels like sentiment's a little bit down. And I hope, I, I desperately hope, if you've listened for a while, you're not getting tired of me sounding like a broken record. I hope you appreciate when I say these things because I say them from true sentiment, my my impression of what I see. It's not designed to make you feel bad. It's designed to keep you safe. Although there are profit opportunities to be made when things go down, right? Because you can stack more, you can accumulate and then sell when there's profit and take those profits, even though they're not making you a millionaire, it gives you an accumulation opportunity. Remember, if you believe in Bitcoin, just Bitcoin, let's say, Bitcoin has a strong opportunity to make somebody rich in the future. And when it dips, you can accumulate more of it at a cheaper price. En route, and remember, there are people that, you know, held thousands of these things and they sold them because they didn't know it was going to go anywhere. Like that's, that's how serious it got. I'm not suggesting that somebody's going to be holding thousands of Bitcoin on the retail side anytime soon. I am saying that it's perfectly possible that if you do enough dips, you could hold enough Bitcoin to where it is life-changing at some point in the future. Ethereum, I think is the same way, although Ethereum is kind of under attack. BNB is possibly the same way. I think it's under attack. And of course, XRP has been under attack for a while. Same with Cardano and some others. So now where does that leave us, folks, right? I think we're still looking good later, near the end of the year, possibly 2024. It's going to really depend on a lot of different factors that I'll talk about here in a second. But again, I hope that you're not getting tired of hearing me sound like a broken record and contradict to peers in the industry who keep telling you it's a bull run. So the joke, I was browsing around YouTube for a different reason, and I stumbled across a couple of influencers that I know were advocating that we were on the way up, and they were strong about it. They said, no, this is it. We're here. It's time. Only to have Bitcoin crash by $2,000. And then they released another video, and they're like, yeah, let's go back in the Bay or deep, deep, deep. And I just, I shake my head. There, There actually have been YouTube folks that are, either quit the business or they're nowhere near as active because, and some of them, they used to be a different flow with theirs and they've become more conservative, like, like Leicester here. Yeah. Some of them were way off. And the ones now who are like the clown show ones, they've lost their audience. They, they don't have anywhere near the hype. The reason for that is that most of their hype, most of their audience came from a select few projects where there just happened to be a lot of, Strong contenders, you know, people that wanted to believe in something and they wanted to follow, not necessarily cult, but they wanted to be part of something. And those people, when they watched their tokens crap, disappeared and they went somewhere else. And now it's no longer that community that we saw in 2021 for sure. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's like Tombstone, but it certainly is a little bit more dead than was the case. Which leads me then to some of these updates that I want to talk about. If you remember, the SEC and Gary Gensler started going on a mission. 
They were going after Coinbase and they were going after Binance.us and they wanted to freeze assets and do all this business. Well, a federal judge said, you know what? You guys need to keep talking. We're not going to be doing this freezing of assets. You need to keep talking with Binance US and sort this out. In other words, the federal judge did not want to allow the freezing of the assets at all. And they want to allow Binance.us to continue doing business and that there needs to be more communication. That SEC's action was perceived as overbearing. You can't just do this. You got to keep talking with them and negotiate and make this thing work because what you're doing is not fair. It's not right. The judge felt that there was no need for a restraining order, but they did want to see Binance.us provide more information about what's going on under the hood of their operations. And they wanted to try to make it fair. In other words, they wanted to make sure that it's a fair negotiation. They also wanted to make sure that there's evidence of the claims made from the SEC. The SEC claimed that customer funds in the Binance US side actually left the United States. The SEC claimed that CZ Finance, Changping Zhao, had access to private keys. The SEC made all these claims about movement of money, the flow of money, and what they thought was happening. The judge didn't buy many of the responses from SEC. They didn't buy any responses from Binance.us. They felt like these are basically just too defensive and you guys need to keep work this thing out. SEC's lawyers came out and said, we're open to allowing Binance.us continue to function. Now, that's ironic because before they were all gung-ho about shutting them down and freezing them. Remember, we still don't have a solid answer about securities. The judge didn't dig into this. The judge didn't dig into how can you define security? How can you define commodity? How can you define what these are? Can you make that distinction? The judge basically said, we gave you some examples of securities, but we can say that others are securities later. Do, do, do. Just a wide open answer. Judge says, quote, the ones that you're not calling securities, what are they then? And didn't get an answer. <laughs> didn't get a satisfactory answer, I should say. They said it's a crypto asset. Well, obviously, they all are crypto assets. My point, it's all, it's all dog and pony. It's all gamesmanship. It's all just a joke because all they're doing is wasting taxpayer money because these cases waste taxpayer money. They don't have a firm definition of this business. They don't know what they're going after, and they have left open a wide open door to basically categorize something later as a security at their whim. Well, that means it's an unfair playing field. The other bit of things here, I talked about Bitcoin and the challenges of Bitcoin. This didn't just affect the crypto side. It also affect on the stock side, bonds, other investment instruments. Generally speaking, overall, the United States economy, investors are skittish. They're jittery, they're nervous, they're worried. It got so bad that USDT very briefly lost its peg. I saw the other day USDC very briefly lost its peg. I mean, we're talking down a penny. We're not talking major. But losing their pegs. We're seeing a sluggish market overall. We're seeing nervous sentiment. We're seeing liquidity drops. I actually looked at the market cap overall, and it dropped by a pretty big amount. A lot of money was flowing out of cryptocurrency. People are really uncertain about cryptocurrency right now. 
which was something I saw months ago. And it was the reason that I said, I don't think we're headed for a bull at all. That's not what I see. I see that money's flowing out and no new money's flowing in because if we don't have new money, it's the same people basically robbing Peter to pay Paul. And if we have the same people robbing Peter to pay Paul, how can we confidently say that we are in a bull market? Because by definition, the bull market has to be sending us somewhere positive. We have to be moving upward. That can't happen if you're just laundering the same money. We got to get new money in cryptocurrency. Remember, there's only at its most recently, it was 1.12 trillion in market cap. Well, that's not, I mean, it's high, but it's not as high as we could possibly go. And there's a lot of reasons that it's struggling to go above that number. Many of that has to do with what we did with cryptocurrency. The big and the long and the short of this all is everything that the SEC is doing, everything that you're seeing around the, the world, all of these are factors. And I think those that do deep root analysis and they pay too much attention to the graph, too much attention, they're ignoring sentiment. And they may be giving you messages that could be potentially harmful. I don't want you to take mine on blind faith, which is why I tell you, I look at the graph and I look at the month chart and I use this as a measure to see where we're going. But it all comes back to sentiment at the end of the day. Sentiment shifts like the wind. I think with what happened with this whole Gary Gensler business, plus the announcement that Joe Biden planned to run again, <laughs> and the potential that Donald Trump may get the nomination again, and then the indictment of Donald Trump, like, I think that whole presidential election stuff has sentiment, nervousness out there. I think uncertainty about taxes, because Biden tried to pass that business to put a 30% tax on mining. I think there's a lot of nervousness to figure out and get somebody in that's pro-crypto. Turns out, of the United States candidates that are out there for president, only Donald Trump is against, you know, or not against, I shouldn't say that, is not pro-Bitcoin or pro-cryptocurrency. You know, everybody else in some way supports Bitcoin. They hold bags. They, we know they do. Donald Trump, it's not that he doesn't like it because obviously he has the NFTs, but he's never been an advocate over the United States dollar. And I share this. I believe that the United States dollar needs to be strengthened. I believe that it's been weakened. I believe that Bitcoin was in response to the weakening of it. And I believe a stronger United States dollar actually helps cryptocurrency. I believe all this to be true. So I share that sentiment. But I think people generally are looking at the candidate pool and they're realizing, geez, of all the people we got, only DeSantis has any personality, really. And are they going to be able to undo the damage that's been done over the past four years? That's an open question. And what does this mean for cryptocurrency going forward? Are we able to stop the or stop what's happening? You know, stop the downfall of cryptocurrency. And I don't think that crypto's on a downfall. I think crypto's in a lull. I think it's holding. I think it's it's there. There are the washout people that are just done, and they'll buy back in when it goes down. But I think it's in a lull. I think we're just in this middle ground, and we just need some time to pass for people to get their confidence back. So my advice to you, and it's only advice, if you're sitting on the sidelines just wondering when's something going to move, my advice to you is simply this. A lot of people out there are telling people that we're on a bull and we're on a run, a do-do-do-do, and I've been consistent from when I started. I didn't see it. 
I still don't see it. And I think we got a long way to go before we're on that run. And I think that's okay. You know, I, I don't think it's bad because it's an accumulation opportunity. Bitcoin is at an all-time low. The question is whether it'll go up. I don't believe it's a matter of whether it will. I think it's a matter of when it will, because I think it must. But we also have to reflect. During the pumps of parts of 2020 and prior, we have to ask the question, is it possible that some of these big players, these mega-billion corporations, were simply trying to use everybody, generate some wealth from the lower class who were FOMOing in off the green candles? Is it that? Because it didn't last very long. And it hasn't got anywhere close to where it got. And if we look at Pepe as an example, there are a lot of rich players that pumped that up to where it got. So it's possible. Same thing happened with Bitcoin. Will that happen again? I think that it must. Because they know, ultimately, there's money to be made out there. But I also believe that a strong fiat system is necessary for cryptocurrency to thrive. And I know that sounds contradictory and counterintuitive, but I believe it, and nobody will change my mind on that regard. Big picture, cryptocurrency with the security situation with uh, Polygon, Solana, and uh, Robinhood, and them discontinuing certain other tokens and all this, it's if you invest in these that we're talking about and you're wondering well, what's the end game to this whole business? The end game, I think, of this whole business is we have to get somebody in office who supports cryptocurrency first and foremost. I think self-custody is more important than ever. I hope people trust the exchanges less than they do. And I hope people understand that a fiat on and off ramp is the best way to get rid of cryptocurrency. Because without fiat on and off ramps, it lessens the value of cryptocurrency, which could send it back underground, which could be a good thing. We don't know. Because they're not going to go after you and I. They're going to go after distributors, just like bootlegging. So you have to make up your mind of how you handle it. I can't tell you what to do with your money. I am telling you that, in my opinion, Bitcoin has no choice but to go back up, simply because there's too much temptation not for it to go up. All I've ever said, though, is that right now is not really the time. And hopefully it's clear, it really wasn't the time. It just, there's too much going on for it to have gone in the bull run. And it was a bit reckless of certain people to promote the idea that we're in a bull and you should buy now. I'm not saying don't buy now, but not don't do it because you expect to make money yet. Do it because it's the right answer for you now. And of course, throwaway money, not critical money. I saw a story as I close up of somebody who's basically mortgaged their home just to buy in cryptocurrency and they bought a bunch of garbage meme coins. And then they were complaining that there's nothing to protect them. This is what we don't want. We don't want people making stupid decisions and then asking the government to help them protect them because that's dangerous. You don't, you don't understand why that's a big problem. It's a problem because if you make your own choice to buy into cryptocurrency, everybody celebrates you. Don't ask for help if you get screwed because you decide to YOLO into some garbage with a dog on it. Uh, accept it. Own it. Say, sorry, honey, I sold the freaking, I mortgaged the freaking house and I tried to gamble because I'm a gambler and I'm going to go seek help for my gambling bug. 
but I lost all our money. Don't blame it on somebody else. If you're listening to me here, though, you're smarter than that. You know you are in control of your investment strategy, and you know that what you choose to do with your money is what you choose to do with your money, and you know sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. You're very smart, reasonable people, but hopefully you're spreading the word with your peers and friends and family. If they're talking to you about cryptocurrency, if you've been listening to me for a length of time, at no point in the recent past have you heard me even give you the hint of a, quote, time to buy or it's bull run or we're going on a rise or any of that stuff. And if you've watched the graphs along with me, you see what I said to be the truth. Doesn't mean we won't get there. Just means we're not there yet. And patience is one of the greatest things you can ever hold in cryptocurrency. It's not the crypto itself. It's hold on to your patience. Don't let it get out of control because it's just a waste of your time. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. To be smart with your investments, make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table, your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.